Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 448. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we are in mid-season, week 10 of the 2020 CFL season that is not to be. Hmm. Wow. Just like that, week 10. It's there. And uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know what the hell. What do we got to talk about? Oh, there's a bunch of stupid things to talk about, so we're going to talk about them tonight because there's nothing else to talk about. There's no sports. There's no... Hello? Hello? Um, I can hear, hear you, Charles. Yeah, he was in the middle of something and then he just disappeared. Not sure what happened there, but um, well, I guess we're on I the air. I think we're on the on. air. I'm not sure. I guess we carry on. So CJ's gone, and <laughs> he's he asking what up. happened. Pardon? He's asking what happened. That's a good question. I don't know. He was just talking, and then he was there, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. You might have to call back in or something, but uh, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't working. Well. We'll carry on right now here as it's uh, 8.01 now, and we're just uh, I'm just trying to get my internet connected here. This internet here has been giving me trouble for like three weeks now. It's driving me nuts. Um, so, yeah. So, it is Wednesday night. Welcome to the show, everybody. A little technical difficulty off the beginning. Uh, I think CJ will probably join us here momentarily again, uh, we hope. Uh, but he just dropped off, so... <laughs> Um, but welcome uh, to the show. Um, we are here tonight and what should be week 10 of the CFL season. And it's not week 10 of the CFL season. It is still in a holding pattern. Uh, and whether or not any football gets played in the CFL this year, well, that's kind of open for discussion still. We'll probably talk about that. Well, we are going to talk about that. I know that because I made the agenda. But, uh, yeah, so welcome to Let's Talk CFL. Uh, Charles Cliff here, who's kind of been thrust into the opening. We're waiting for CJ to come back on with us. And I'm not alone here. I got two other people. Well, at least one other person. Uh, Will's there. I don't know. Mark, are you there too? I'm here. Okay, so we got Mark and we got Will and CJ is missing in action, but I'm sure he'll be along shortly. So here we are on the 12th of August. We have not had a CFL game played. It looks like we may not have a, C- a CFL game played, period. But again, that's still, like I said, open for discussion as we are, you know, they're still talking about it. I was hoping when we ended the show last week that we were actually going to get some sort of. Um, some sort of clarity by the time this show started, but it doesn't look like that's the, well, it's not the case because here we are starting the show and we still have nothing. So 
uh, that kind of sucks. And uh, really, it's all gone really quiet. Uh, there's not even anyone t- uh, talking on the CFL right now. Uh, it's gotten really weird, and I know there's a lot of players pe- barking off and and complaining and stuff like that. I heard a new thing today, just saw this on Twitter about an hour ago, that there are several CFL players who are complaining that the NFL looks like they're going to play. Um, Oh, wait, can you hear me? Let's see. No, I cannot. No, we cannot hear you, CJ. I don't know if you can hear us. We answered that. We answered that. We answered that. Okay, yep. So, but the NFL, they're in the middle of training camp right now, and there are CFL players saying, look, if we're not going to play in the CFL, you guys aren't paying us right now, so we should be able to try and get on with an NFL team down in training camp. I saw some players complaining about that earlier, so um, we'll see if that goes anywhere, because I saw that, that that was something I hadn't thought of, but they're still under contract, but they're saying, well, look, you aren't paying us, so should we be bound to that contract if you guys aren't paying us? So that's kind of a new um, kind of wrinkle on that there, but uh, that's something they're going to be worked out. The, um, the what i got to say, the um, um, communication between the NFL or the CFL and their players just sucks. These guys, I don't think they'd be able to share a pie equally, let alone – hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars. So, anyways, we are here, and welcome. I've been kind of jabbering on, so let's just bring in, uh, let's bring in uh, Will and um, and um, Mark in here. Mark. They just, they're sitting there uh, jabbering on, listening to me just kind of babble here. Uh, good evening, we'll bring you in, I'll bring Will in first. Good evening, Will, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Charles. How are you? Well, <laughs> um, enjoying the uh, um, the fun of technology. Well, no, I'm just I'm answering CJ. So, um, okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I I've been thinking about this quite a bit today about the CFL season or lack of CFL season or no CFL season. And I made some phone calls and I talked to a couple of people that are part of the Stampeders organization. And apparently they are in the dark <laughs> as much as all the rest of us. And they have no clue what's going on. Well, if that's the case, what luck do we have? I know. And, and one of the things, one of the things they both talked about is apparently and I don't know if this is rumor or if this is truth or if this is anything. Apparently the holdup on the season is that all of the privately... Uh, I think it's CJ coming please. back in. Oh, but all sorry. What? Yeah. Hello? I'm here. Yeah, he's here. Oh, you there? Okay. Cool. All of the privately owned teams have said that they will play the season and take a loss and don't worry about financial aid. But apparently Mm -hmm. the three public owned teams will not accept that. They probably can't accept that. They can't afford it. That's why 
it's one thing well, for teams like the Lions or the uh, Argos or, that are privately owned and stuff like that, and the owners, uh, they make that conscious decision that they're willing to play and take the loss. Not so easy for a community-owned team. No, Because it's not, yeah. They just I add agree. it to the taxpayers. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. But that's just going to piss a bunch of people off, though. Oh, yeah. Not that government has ever cared about pissing off taxpayers before. Yeah, that's true. Yep, that's true. But yeah, so if that's the case, that's 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 too bad. That's well, too bad. The question but, here is let, let's let's put it into different perspective here. Um, in Alberta itself, what if the provincial government bucks in a whole pile of money for the uh, community-owned Edmonton Eskimos? Are they now obligated to kick in a bunch of bucks for the uh, privately owned Calgary Stampeders? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I I, I don't know why why the federal government or the provincial government would invest any money in a team with no name, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, isn't that a, a song, a horse with no name? Well, that's, that's right. right. Yep. They're, that was, there was a U2 song, wasn't there? Something with no, no name. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's no name. No name is Procol Harum. Yep. Was it, oh, yeah, is that Procol right? Harum okay. was the horse with no name. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he is well, right about the U2 but, song. That, they had a song called Where the Streets of No Name. Thank you, Charles. I knew that. I knew I was yep. right. But I'm, Actually, I'm that a, video is awesome, eh? It is. They did, they did it on the roof of a building in New York City without a permit. They just set yes, up and I did it. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they got their asses whooped for it. Yeah. yeah, and they're still wealthy to the day because of it. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so. What were we talking about? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I At this point in time, I, I would say there's not going to be a season. But whatever. Hard to say. I'll concentrate on the NFL. I I think we're all have accepted the fact that there isn't going to be a season. So why prolong it? No. This is what I don't understand. Well, and then there's Rod Peterson's latest rumor. Oh, what's his latest rumor? What's that? The MLS is buying the CFL. What was that? MLS oh, yeah, I heard that too. Is going to buy is in talks to buy the CFL, and that's part of the reason there's a delay right now too. How can you? Buy How do you the buy? CFL? So they would be the owner of the of all nine teams, then basically. They would buy all the rights. Work, they buy all the they buy all the rights to the league. Like they would take on the debt, everything. MLS, the, the CFL would fall under MLSE. It would be like a community-owned football team, Winnipeg, Regina, um, that kind of thing. Are you talking about Where, the, the owner Rod of the Argos? Put this out? No, uh, MLSE as in Dell, as in oh, it has a piece of every sport, professional sport. MLSE that, owns the Argos. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. And they are in. Rod Peterson put out that they are in talks to take over the CFL. Yeah, I remember him seeing that last week. Late last week, he said that. 
which I, is an interesting I, I, concept. I don't like this. I, I mean, I, I don't don't mind this. This doesn't no, bother me. I don't me. mind it at all. This is kind of what and, they were doing with the the XFL too. Is that you had one uh, entity, Vince McMahon, that owned the entire league. Right. And and, yep. and look how well the XFL did. Yeah, but I MLSE if this depends on whether whether MLSE becomes the league or MLSE uh, becomes the owner of every team, because right now the owner of every team is owns the league. Yeah, and I think what you'll see is it'll be they'll own the league, and you'll still have yeah. the private owners. It's a very interesting concept. Well, I'd like to and see the MLS concept. Where, where did you find this? Rod Peterson. Was this on Let's Talk anywhere? Um, yeah, Todd posted it, I think. Yeah, I looked for it. I couldn't find it, but there should, could be an article there. All I know is I'm really kind of pissed off about the the Rock doing his shit here. <laughs> no, I think okay. you know it's a really interesting concept to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And like I have a lot of people were saying, well, why would MLSE Bell, whatever you want to call it, buy? Why would they want the CFL? Because then they have a piece of every single major sport in Canada. Yep. Well, they, they already, already, already own the Argos. Yeah. But they don't have the CFL. Well, they, but they don't own the, the NHL CFL. either. No, they I know, own teams. Yeah. But then they don't own the league. But they own, don't own the NHL. So why would they own the CFL? Uh, they own the NHL. Why do you think they postponed the hockey game last night? Because it got too late. Exactly. They're losing viewers. They they easily could have played a game last night. I thought oh, so, the, too. The poor Eastern teams would have had to go on at 10 o'clock at night. Like Big they don't deal. do that when they go to L.A.? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the amount of money that they are paying to broadcast the NHL for the next 20 years... Who do you think runs that league? True. Because they overbid themselves so much. And now you see the same hockey game on seven different channels. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they got an extra hockey game today. Oh, There's been hockey um, on since I'd, 11 o'clock this morning. I'd like to see this this article. I am flipping through things. Did you hear the what? Did you see what happened to William Standback? Yes. Yeah, lost both of his parents. That's horrible. Lost his parents nine days apart. Yep. One to cancer, one to a heart attack. Like, how how does that happen? That's sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're thinking about you, William. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Go find Ralph Peterson. See what he's got to say. It's kind of fun. Because I know we like talked it. about it on his podcast as well. Terrifying copy. 
I may have to shoot him off a, a an email. He likes talking to me. Anyhow, okay, so let's uh, let's move on here. Um, do you want to go back and do the eight uh, week eight games? Okay. Sorry, I I'd really to like to do week again. ten. It's week ten. I forgot to change the number again. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. I'm just kidding. No, no, no my fault. <laughs> okay. So, here we go. Okay, last week we had four big games. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers were in Ottawa. So, each team had five points, Winnipeg being the higher-ranked team, Ottawa the, uh, the home team. Uh, ended up 20 to 26 for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Took down the Grey Cup winning Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Boom! Just like that. Okay. And straight across the board. Oh, William, you picked Ottawa to win. So did CJ. Mark and Charles took. You actually went 0 for 0 on the weekend, Charles. I'm so happy about that. Anyhow. Got him all um, wrong. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Now, week, uh, game two was the Montreal Alouettes and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They were both one and six teams on the season. And uh, this was like the, the salad dweller type of game here. There was no ranking, but Hamilton got five points for being the home team, but they didn't need it. And they won 69-22 uh, over the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, William, he took Hamilton. Montreal, uh, everybody else took Montreal. Uh, third game, Toronto. The Argos play into Calgary. Argos being the higher-ranked team, Calgary being the home team. The points were a wash, and they were important points because Toronto beat Calgary by one point, 34-33. Calgary goes down the toilet again. Uh, Charles and Will got that one wrong. Mark and CJ picked up points. The last game, EC, who were seven, no, eight and oh, eight and oh on the season, going to Saskatchewan. BC higher ranked team gets five points. Saskatchewan home team gets five points. Those points were important again. Saskatchewan defeating the undefeated, or now once defeated, BC Lions. 58-56. 58-56. What a barn burner that was, eh? Uh, so everybody picked BC straight across the board. No, Mark picked, got two points on Saskatchewan. And what, 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 CJ? You picked up two points picking Saskatchewan? You knew the dice couldn't go the BC way forever. Oh, do I sound like um, Sparky now? I'm kind of having fun with this one. So the rankings were um, CJ picks up six points. Mark and Will both got Four, Charles got zero. Zero. So, overall on the season, CJ moves into the lead with 47 points overall. Charles stays the same at 43. Mark jumps up to 41. And Will is a um, semi-respectable 27. And uh, so the league rankings now are BC Lions at 8-1, and one, Saskatchewan at Five one and one, Toronto at five two and one, Winnipeg four and three, Calgary four and four, Ottawa three and five, Edmonton two and five, Montreal two or Hamilton two and six, and Montreal at one and seven. Isn't it funny how we're doing a uh, hypothetical 
or, or as Will would say, spastic season here with its dice rolling, and the Eastern teams still suck. <laughs> How does that happen, you know? It's just like, what are the odds? Okay, so um, this week, BC still has not had a bye yet this, this season. I don't know who built this schedule. It's not until week 11 or 12. And BC other teams have had two already. Yes, two. Winnipeg, BC I think, has had two. Yet. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, first game up. We have Saskatchewan Rough Riders into Montreal, and we got Saskatchewan being the uh, higher ranked team, so they get five points. Montreal gets five points for being the home team, so the points are washed. Charles, who are you going to take? Uh, Saskatchewan in Montreal. Interesting. Well, you got to think Saskatchewan now's got the hot hand or dice or whichever you want to call right, it. Maybe Sparky's hand gets hot. Beating BC, the previously undefeated team, so I'm going with Saskatchewan in this one. I didn't pick them last week, and I lost, so let's uh, try the other way around. Okay. Um, what are you going to do there, William? Thanks, Mark. I got the link. Yeah. William. Sorry, what game are we talking about? I want you to pick the Saskatchewan Rough Rider Montreal Alouette game. Can you do that? Is that a question? Yes. Okay. Oh, too bad we weren't picking scores because I'd say Montreal by 112. (laughs) Okay. So do I put you down by Montreal there? Yes, sir. Is it in Montreal or is it in Saskatchewan? It's in Montreal, but Saskatchewan is the higher-ranked team, so the points are a wash. So, so it's a wash. Well, take, I'll take Montreal. Thank you very much. You take Montreal. Okay. Well. Okay. And, Mark, what are you going to do on this one? Uh, yeah, I'm taking Saskatchewan. Not Yeah, I'll go with Montreal. Montreal. Okay. Well, CJ is going to take the Owls. I should just copy Charles right across, and then I can stay in the lead for the rest of the season. Mm, that's cheap. <laughs> it is. That's why I'm I'll not start, doing it. I'll start requesting the pick last. Okay, so let's go back to the schedule here. We got the Edmonton. Game two is the Edmonton Eskimos into Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers. So the Edmonton is a lower-ranked team. Winnipeg is at home and the higher-ranked team. Winnipeg gets a 10-point bonus here. Okay. Charles, who you going to take? Winnipeg. uh, Sorry, Winnipeg and who? It's Winnipeg and... Eskimos. Eskimos. Sorry, the Edmonton football team. No, Edmonton Eskimos. Okay, uh, Winnipeg's got the 10-point advantage here, so I think that's really going to be... I, I have a hard time seeing a team, many teams with, that, with a 10-point advantage losing. I think it's probably pretty rare, so Winnipeg's going to be my pick over Edmonton in this one. Okay, and William? Do you even have to ask? No, I do nope. not. Nope. But as a courtesy, so. as a courtesy, as a courtesy to my friend Will, 
I have, okay. I will ask. And courtesy to your friends. Just, just the to team allow you known... to say how much you suck. Edmonton sucks. I, I, will, I will not pick the team with no name. Okay. Nor the horse with Ronda no said. No. So the Winnipeg Blue Bamas. I think the Blue Bamas. Bamas. Okay. And uh, Mark, is this a homer pick? Oh, it's a homer's pick. I'm definitely taking Winnipeg over the Edmonton Eunuchs. Edmonton Eunuchs. Really? They don't have to change the logo. <laughs> they do not. Uh, okay, you know what? I am going to pick my Inuit team here because uh, I, 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 I think I feel that they need some support right now. Okay? They need some support. Uh, game three is the Ottawa Red Blacks traveling down the highway to Hamilton. Ottawa being the higher-ranked team, Hamilton being the home team. The points are a wash. Charles, Red Blacks, Kajats. Ooh, it's a wash. This one's a tough one. Not really, because I think the Red Blacks suck. Uh Although Hamilton hasn't been doing too hot this year either. They've been losing quite a bit too. Uh but yeah, Ottawa's exactly. at least three and five. Yeah. I know, but I still think uh, red black suck and a lot of times I'll pick the uh what I think is going to be uh what I would normally pick during the season, even though we're deciding this by Sparky rolling the dice. But I'm picking the Ticats in this one. I just think uh, the odds are they're going to get another win. So I'll take the Ticats over the Red Blacks because the Red Blacks are crap as far as I'm concerned. Okay. William. Lumberjack you know, Kit Kats. The Red Blacks are on an emotional high from their win over Winnipeg last week, so I'm going to pick the Red Blacks. Hey, and Mark. Uh, you know what? I don't want Will to take the points by himself. I'll take uh, Ottawa. Let's take an Ottawa. Well, Ottawa is my second favorite team in the, in the, divi- in the league. In the division. In the league. Um, I really like the Lumberjack team. I really want one of my old Mackinac shirts back, and I don't know where to find them. If anybody out there knows where to find Mackinac shirts, uh, let me know. I'm taking the Ottawa Red Blacks. So far, we're completely opposite, Charles. Yep. Is that going to continue? Let's see. The last season game of the week has the Calgary Stampeders traveling to the Thunderdome to play the BC Lions. BC is a higher ranked team. BC is a home team. They got 10 points coming in. BC, 10 point bonus. Charles, who you going to take? Who you going to call? Well, you know what? I'm still going with the home team. I know you picked them last week and it actually worked out for you, but I just can't pick against my team and I'm looking for a bounce back on the dice here. I know so they're you playing Calgary. You're expecting the Lions to go nine and one. Yes. And a thumping of the Calgary Stampeders. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, you gonna pick your ponies? No, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick BC. Hmm. 
That usually means BC loses, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, you like that idea. Yeah, kid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't argue with me, can you? <laughs> nope. Okay. Mark. BC BC ten point bonus. Team ten ten, ten point favorites here. Calgary, BC. Well, I got to catch up to you guys, so I am going to stay with. Uh, I'll go with BC. Unfortunately, they do suck. So but how are you going to catch up to us if we all pick the same on this game? I stay. I stay right behind you that way. Otherwise, I lose two points. Only if Cal- if Calgary wins, you'd gain two points on all of us. I find that highly unlikely. I'll hold my nose. You, Remember, you're not going to be sold bad. I'll take BC. <laughs> and I am, as my father would call them, I'm taking the Vancouver Kittens. So that's a wrap on this. Sparky, did you get all of that? I hope so. Hey, wait uh, wait a minute. I got to I gotta renege. I'm picking Calgary. Fuck that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You caught, you caught BC down there, buddy. Uh, you didn't take Calgary, uh, really? No. I'm, I'm picking Calgary, yep. Okay. You're just bound to determine you're going to stay in the cellar, right? Well, okay. I need as much advice from I need as much advice from you as I can get as far as staying in the cellar goes, okay? Because you're experienced well, at it. My team is eight and one, and uh, I happen to be winning uh, the, the, the podcaster standings according to the Sparky Sparky chart here. Remember, we've been doing this for a long time, okay? Yeah, I do. One out of one out of five ain't bad. Oh no, I think I won the first year, or at least it was coming close. I was supposed to get that trophy, or and then okay. Mark took one it out of four right ain't bad. No, right. we didn't talk about the trophy in the first year because you guys didn't let me on very much. That was controlled <laughs> by the that was controlled by the guy who was you know in charge at the time, sorta. Me. No, the other one. No, the other, the other guy. Charles in charge. He was making a TV show out of that. No, no I wasn't, wasn't keeping him off. <laughs> it wasn't Charles. I know what you're either. talking about. He was never in charge. You just thought he was. Yeah, exactly. He still thinks he's in charge. I got the mute button. <laughs> okay, so that's the that's the show. That's the that's the the week in review and the preview for upcoming weekend. Week 10 or 9, depending on where Charles is. Uh, moving on. Isn't it week okay, 10? So we're, this was week 10. Okay. Last week, Mark uh, Charles put out the um, agenda with week 8 on it. It was actually week 9, and he apologized yep. for just copying and pasting without changing it. And, and then now I did it again this week. And, and it still says week 8. So he kind of yep. like did, copied and pasted it without changing it for two weeks in a row now. So three strikes, he's out. Is that right? <laughs> Join Kelly in the outside. You just go change it right now. <laughs> so where does the 2020 season stand? I think you guys all talked about this while we're gone. Um, it, it stands outside somewhere because it's not. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's not inside, that's for sure. Um, I think we're way too we're, we're we're way too late 
to be able to even come up with anything resembling a season. It, 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 there's just too much logistics that needs to be organized for it to to happen. Yeah. And I don't see that happening right now. I mean, they were talking about something about a mid uh, mid September kickoff or something. They would need to be in training camp in like a week for that to happen. It's just not. They need to be in training camp realistic. a week ago. Yeah. It's going to be a very short training camp. It's going to be like right. two weeks, and, 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 and no then you're going to have injury after injury after injury. There won't no, be we're going to have pathetic game. game after pathetic game because they're just going to yeah. be all preseason games. Yes, well, yeah, there won't be any preseason games. So that's what I mean. Yeah, even week one and week two are pathetic because it's still really training camp. Now, if we don't have any preseason games, well, that means week one through four is, although the points count, they're useless. They're terrible games. And there's only going to be six six weeks, six games. How can you have six games? I don't understand six games. Where's, where's the logic in six games? Doesn't eight make more sense? And then every team plays every yeah, well, other we're team? We're running out of time. We're running out what, of time. What, the show's over? No, we only got, no, no, we're only we're half an hour into the show. We're running out of time on the But they've been talking about a six-game season for two months already. When they had ample yeah. time to get well, eight, eight games yeah, in. Yeah, I heard eight in the beginning or nine, but whatever. I think it's ridiculous. The other, the other, the other thing you didn't talk about is how many guys are gonna say, "Yeah, I'll see you in 2021." Well, there's actually a bunch that are actually saying that right now. Yep. Are you telling me somebody like a Big Hill, Solomon Elamimium, the guys that they're getting close to the end of their career, and they're gonna go and play for a third of their salary and? with a really short training camp and risk getting injured and blowing out their knee and not getting their real money back in the next year, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's it's big, it's certain, you're starting to see bigger names now saying, nope, not coming. Yeah. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense. It it, it literally does not make sense. So um, this next segment here, is uh, Fajardo says it's time to let it go. Is he right? Are we talking about the season? Yes. Yes. Well, I think we've all, all always said that. Let's just focus on 2021. I mean, back in March, I said there yeah. was not going to be football this year. Let's hope there is football next year. You see, and the problem with focusing on 2021 is I'm really, really scared. That means the 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 awesome McMahon Stadium won't be occupied for a whole year, and the rabbits might take over. Rabbits might take or over. it might or it might fall down. <laughs> the rabbit <laughs> might be worried about it collapsing. It collapsing. <laughs> so, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, it, it. If he's saying let it go, does that mean that he's not going to play a shortened season? I don't know if it means he won't play if there is a season. I just think he's saying that it's time to 
drop the idea of the six game and shortened season and just focus on next year. I think they should shit or get off the pot. Yeah, I mean, they're like drawing this out ridiculously. I mean, how many deadlines have they set that just went by and, and like and meant nothing? And like literally, since we, uh, I was hoping we'd have some. Like I said off the top, I was hoping we'd have some resolution by the time uh, we started the show. We've literally had no news this week at all. They're just like taking their time. I mean, enough is enough. I mean, you're starting to see now down in the states, a bunch of college conferences are canceling their season. So what? Why yeah, are they wasting their big, time? Big Ten and the Pac-12, Pac-10. Yep. Big Big yep. Twelve, Pac. They both shut her down. Yep. The Big Ten going down is massive. Big Ten. You know, when people are saying because the NFL is going to go, the players are saying about the NFL is is playing, so we should be playing. I consider us more on par with the Big Ten colleges, that kind of thing. And if they're shutting down, yeah, just shut it down. Give up. Worry about next year. I mean, it's one thing if you're playing baseball, which is a non-contact sport, right? Um, But this is ridiculous. They're getting quite a few. Baseball's not doing the best right now. Well, no, baseball's sucking right now. If the team, entire teams are getting hurt or COVIDed. That's they, why I, I was expecting like a big announcement from MLB that they were going to shut down the season. Yeah. Okay, Charles, go ahead. You were talking there. No, no, I was just saying that baseball has, they've had a rough go the last, like, three weeks. Now, they may be starting to get a handle on it. I know you were talking about that big announcement, and all it was is basically they announced uh, stricter penalties uh, for people that violate the safety regulations. That was their big announcement yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, they, they're not exactly uh, lighting the world on fire. So, Well, yeah, they announced it, and they put two guys on a 14-day quarantine because they yeah. both went out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who posted the picture. I think I saw it on Twitter. It might have been, it's one of the, whoever's in the hockey bubble, one of the sports guys with that picture mm-hmm. of a condom wrapper on the ground in the bubble. Well, somebody's having fun at least. Yeah. <laughs> Just kill the season. Worry about next year, because to me it is a big worry. Worry about next year. Figure it out. And, hey, this gives them, like, a full year to talk to the CFLPA. So they should have at least two meetings in that year. Yeah, right. And the thing is, too, about 2021, let's say this COVID thing, we get the second wave that people say could happen and stuff like that. And what do you mean by you we're going to get It's happening. Pardon? It's happening right now. Yeah, well, whichever. But let's say maybe we get a third wave or something like that. Who knows? Uh, okay. Then if they need to explore, like, a bubble situation, they've got lots of time to plan it out. They're not trying to plan it out on the fly like they're doing now. I don't know. Just it, To me, it just seems like a lost cause right now. There's no point um, to it. 
I just I, I I don't know why they're dragging this out the way they're doing. I think Ambrosi's getting pressure from certain owners to play, and I think going back to what Will said earlier, it's probably the privately run teams. I'm, I'm almost guarantee it's the privately run teams that want to play, that want to still put a season together. But the, the, I think there's infighting in the CFL right now between the privately and the publicly owned. Even they can't get on the same page. Okay, so um, I'm going to go back to our buddy Rod. And he put an article out on uh, rodpeterson.com called 10 Weekend Things. Okay? And I'm going to go down through the first five because they're important to us. Uh, Everyone can exhale. The CFL is safe. Experts predicted the world would emerge from the pandemic as a stronger place. And while we're a long ways from it being over, I can at least see the finish line for the Canadian Football League. It started a month ago when the CFL insider kicked me off. I please hope it wasn't Justin Dunk. Uh, the <laughs> CFL is being, the CFL is. I didn't put a, a ton of stock into it at the time and even understand it, but it's become more clear in the weeks since. Number two, instead of the NFL infusing funds into the CFL or even the federal government, it will be the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. From what I'm told, it's already happening. With an estimated value of $2 billion, MLSE is indeed the CFL's knight in shining armor. How this is going to work isn't entirely clear, but I'm told the effort has begun Commissioner Randy Ambrosi is apparently a big part of it and will remain commissioner when the smoke clears. Damn, eh? Uh, Number three, when we floated this story on the Rod Peterson show this week, it got universal approval from viewers and CFL fans. What's the possible downside? We can't see one. MLSE has been called the most innovative sports organization in North America and will immediately inject much-needed credibility into the CFL, not to mention cash, national corporate sponsorship, TV network relationships, and much more. MLSE has vision and won't put up with the short-sighted decisions that have plagued the CFL for decades. Ta-da! Crisis averted. Hats off to whoever came up with this plan because it's a genius. My guess it's a combo of Ambrosi and Argos President Bill Manning. Why has no one else reported on this? For the same reason no one picked up Steve Simmons' scoop in the Toronto Sun that the Maple Leafs' Austin Matthews tested positive for corona. He seems to have recovered nice. I don't know what that's about. MLSE controls sports in this country, and it includes TSN and the Sportsnet. The national networks didn't report on the Matthew scoop because they didn't want it to get on the Maple Leafs' bad side. However, I have no fear of that. I'm not looking for a job in the CFL nor the MLSE, TSN, or Sportsnet, so here's the news, and good for them. So what's going on beneath the surface? Above the surface, the CFL and the federal government continue to do this inane dance over funding for a shortened 2020 season. Folks, we're into the second week of August, the people I trust tell me there is absolutely no logistically possible way a shortened season can be pulled off. They point to quarantine times, prorated salaries, and the players are against health and safety issues. Inadequate facilities in Winnipeg, 
There are no hotels walkable from IGF Field, unlike the NHL bubbles, Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, financial concerns like per diem, et cetera, overall costs, including a $1 million price tag alone just to feed the players, and much more. So why they continue to dance this dance and use the media fans, players, as yo-yos is beyond me. Everyone deserves an answer. Long ago, all the leagues are back. Hopefully this is the last embarrassing PR crisis the CFL will ever face. Then he goes on to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Oilers, uh, the Seattle Kraken. And that's it. Interesting. Interesting. I'd like to know more about this. Mm-hmm. I guess we're, we're, we just have to sit back and wait, see where it flies. I might send Rod an email in a little while and uh, ask him if he's got some more scoop on this one. Okay. And Sportsnet will have to talk about the CFL. Yeah. They will. They'll, they'll probably it, it, end up, If this happens, they'll probably end up showing games. I would say almost guarantee it at some point. Well, yeah, they'll take them away from TSN. They own TSN anyway. Well, they own TSN. That's Bell Media. That's Bell Media. Yeah. Right? Sportsnet is owned by um, Bell, no, by Rogers. Yeah. And Rogers and Bell own MLSE. That's so correct. All so they're all big, interconnected. Something to that effect, yeah. It's all one big company. So Rogers and Sportsnet is one side. Bell, TSN, is the other. And both of those two companies have a joint venture. A stake in MLSE. Sports teams and leagues. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Glad we got that one established. So it makes uh, sense. It, just, oh, it does. It so does. It so does. I mean, it would be very cool for that to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not big on the Vince McMahon. Everybody owns one person owns every team, and then it's not a bad idea. But I I I can't see the Saskatchewan people giving up the rights to their city, their their team. I just I don't don't see it. It won't happen in Winnipeg either. I don't no. see them owning the teams. No. No. They may have $2 billion, but they'll eat through a lot of that pretty quick if they own every single CFL team. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think so. $2 billion is a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, they've got tons of money, so they bring back the marquee player thing. And we watch Toronto go crazy again. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? Hmm. As long as every team can do it, I got no problem. Do every want every one team has player? to have the same. It, 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 can you imagine every team having the exact same budget? That's the only way they could do it. And the community-owned teams, they don't have ten million dollars to give a player. Well, that's why they they, they can't be community-owned. I don't see them owning every team. I just do. You see every owner. Selling the team? I don't know. We know BC would in a heartbeat because then he's got a good owner. But is Calgary going to sell? Is the guy in Hamilton going to sell? 
Bob Young? I, I, I think the guy in Hamilton would. I don't think so. Bob Young? He yeah. loves Bob Young loves that team, man. He loves that. doesn't that mean team. that he can't still be involved in it. But he's not the owner. He could, well, he's going to give up control. Unless it's just uh, like a controlling stake, but these guys could still be minority partners. So he could still be partners in the team and yet not have the controlling stake, but he'd still be involved. Think about this one for a second, just just for a second. Let's just pretend, let's just pretend that MLSE owns the league and everybody still owns their teams. Okay? The Board of Mm -hmm. Governors doesn't control the league anymore. MLSE does. They don't make stupid decisions based on ignorant, archaic ideas. Precisely. Please tell me where the downside is. Wouldn't surprise me if MLSE takes over, they dump the the, the ratio right away. I I don't have a problem with that. We talked about that last week. I think it's the best thing that can happen to the CFL. Mm -hmm. So we don't need a yes-man commissioner anymore. So why would Randy Ambrosi's um, position be, be saved? Why can't we go back to a, a real commissioner like Jeffrey Orich? Because you still have the figurehead. You'll always have the commissioner. True. you got to have somebody. And Randy Ambrosi might be the best guy for a figurehead. Well, you have to have he, somebody at Grey Cup Week to drink beers with. Go out and shake hands yeah. and so on. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. And he won't have to put up with the shit from the from the owners anymore. Or 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 probably has to put up with more shit from the owners because the owners are never going to be liking what MLSE is doing to the league. Unless they just keep getting big checks as opposed to writing them. Wouldn't that be a novelty? The advertising exposure alone is huge. Mm-hmm. Massive. Massive. Absolutely massive. Yeah, I, I can see this being a good thing. these rumors, because there hasn't been anything said since. No. Um, William, you're quiet in the corner. Yeah, I'm quiet. I don't. I don't know if I like it or not, but... Um, I, I, this is the first time I've heard of this, so yeah, yeah. I'm really gonna have to wrap my head around this one. And, and but I, I, it didn't I, even I, get reaction on Let's Talk CFL page. I think there well, was like eight I'm or ten comments on it. Yeah, but I'm wondering if I mean, okay, if they own the league, great, but they can't own the teams. Okay, but. If they don't own the teams, then why would they want to own the league? Oh, oh, I I understand why you would want to own the league. Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old, please. <laughs> okay, MLSE has got an investment into the CFL already by owning the Argos, correct? Correct. And they're right now watching this league stumble around like a bunch of morons. We're all watching this happen right now, okay? Correct. Correct. 
the people at MLSE who really don't have any control other than one-ninth of the say, okay, although yeah. you have the TSN money because that does have a little bit of push, okay, are, yeah. I'll bet you they're pulling their fucking hair out right now. With, with the condition of this league, where it's tanking, where's the direction in which it's going, and the fact that it may not, not even survive, okay? they they got to be having an absolute shit hemorrhage in their boardroom. So they've come up with a plan in which to alleviate this and to bring it back onto an even keel and uh, move it forward into the... 21st century. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that any of this is real. I'm just saying why it makes sense. Did that help to you, Will? Yeah, but I just, I just, I just, you know, how, how could, why would owners want to give stuff up to an outside company which also owns one of your rivals and okay. let them mess if, with it. If MLC sat you down and said that as an owner of the CFL team, you will no longer be losing money. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. I can make those. Okay. They can make we, those we, promises. We, we can make these promises. We have the deep pockets to make sure that you're never gonna yeah. lose money again. But 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 we want control over the marketing, we want control over the direction, we want control over the future of this league so that we can make that commitment to you that you will never lose money again. Mm-hmm. And then they turn okay. around and they now have to make good on their promise, so now they actually the have thing, to develop this league the thing you just, into something wonderful. The thing wonderful. you just sold me on, the thing you just sold me on that you said was we'll take control of the marketing. There is no marketing in the CFL. So that yeah. would be an ideal thing. That would be an ideal thing. I mean, I mean, let's face it, the Montreal, or the Toronto Maple Leafs are well-marketed. The Toronto Raptors are well-marketed. Yep. The Toronto TFC are well-marketed. You know, I have no doubt that the Argos are going to be well marketed. It's just taking them a while to get their their shit together. But mm-hmm. how how why would you invest money into a sinking league like that? I unless you have control. Well, I was going to say, why don't you wait until the leagues? Why don't you wait till the league sinks and then open your own league? Because well, then you've already got a league infrastructure already established, and rather than having to start from scratch. Yeah, why would Dwayne Johnson spend fifteen million dollars for the XFL 3.0? Because there's already no something idea. there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, but don't forget his nickname is The Rock. Right, I understand that, but you know, it's all. I mean, my last winery, I bought out a receivership, and I right. turned it into something. And I get that I get that whole concept, okay? It's like a it's like a guy buying an old car that's all beat up, like an old classic Mustang that's all beat up, and he gets it like super cheap, and then he goes back and restores it. He takes what's there, 
and improves on it and builds it up. Right. Right. I I, I can see how this could work, but but they can't do it without control. They have to have control over the league, and the control over the league has to be including the marketing because that's where the money is. That's where the, the, the rubber's going to hit the road here with the CFL is, is to bring in the younger audience. And right now, these archaic owners can't do it. They don't have the vision to do it. And I, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love David Braley to death for what he's done to this league. But I can see where he's lacking the vision to move forward. Bob Young is no different. Okay? We got two steel magnets in in um, Montreal. Okay, they're pl- they're playing toy, right? Um, yeah, it just if all of the teams were marketed the way that the Ottawa Red Blacks were, we'd all be in great shape. You got to create a persona. You have to market it. You have to sell it. You have to get people to buy in on it. And off you go. And that's what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders did during the last telethon. They got people to buy in on the team. And look and, at them uh, now. And look at them now. They're fabulous, right? I mean, they don't even have to market. They have multi-generation rider fans. I mean, it's pathetic. It's, it's disgusting. It's awesome. It's a big Winnipeg. Okay. Now, I would love to see MLSE buy the league and turn all the teams into community-owned teams. Yes. And let the people support the team. Wouldn't that be an awesome concept? Because mm-hmm. you brought that one to me the other day about the – I've always advocated the BC Lions to be a community-owned team. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful idea. I, I I think all of the teams could do that. And it, once you get the fans to buy in on something like that, that to create to call it their own to prove ownership, I, I, wow, the sky's yeah. the limit. The sky's the limit on this one, guys. Mm-hmm. Actually, the more I hear you talk about it, the better idea it sounds to me. Because what you're saying makes an awful lot of sense. I just hope it's not a fishing expedition. And it may be. We don't know. Because like Christopher said, his inside source could have been just a dunk. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) We and it could also just be it could also just stuff. be MLSE just kicking tires. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. a gauge reaction. First two things two things and I'm I'm gonna call you guys on this right now. If this was a Justin Dunk scoop, we would we would have had a three down article. I was gonna this say, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. That's true. Okay. We wouldn't have got it broken to us by Rod Peterson. No, that's a really good point. Okay. And MLC doesn't kick tires. They go off and do things. Yeah. 
So I, I, if, if this is real, it's, it's, it's a done deal. It's just they're, they're working out details. Mm-hmm. If it's a total fiction, it's total fabrication, it's a rumor that somebody started, then uh, it might and if it's real, action, it's become real. If it's real, it takes the government out. We don't yeah. have to well, they won't need the government shit. money at that point. No. No, it takes them out of the equation, and now all of a sudden we don't have some loan that that's going to get jacked onto our ticket prices mm-hmm. in order to pay back. I, I I don't. I'm sorry. I don't necessarily agree with that. And my answer to you for that reason, for this saying that, is that any company like MLSE welcomes somebody else's money. Well, of course they do. Okay? They would take the government money, do what they needed to do, and slowly pay it back. Why work with your money when the government's willing to give you it, the money? Especially yeah. if they renegotiate this high-interest loan to a no-interest loan. It's a no-brainer for MLSC and, and, and has the power and the clout to make that happen in government. I just don't know if this present government with what they're going right through right now would give an eastern company money. I can't especially the western the, company money. Well, it, it, especially with the um, money that MLSE has. If they're, they're shown given MLSE, you know, $30 million, uh, MLSE, which is worth billions, they're going to hear screaming from here to Newfoundland. Oh, oh yeah. Charles, 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 really? What? It's the big companies right now that are getting the money. It's not the little companies. Oh, I'm not saying that it's right. Well, it's true, true, but you're still going to get screaming about it. I'm not saying that they're right or wrong, but okay. I, I realize Bob, what you Bob see. Bombardier needs money. Where did they go? Yeah, to the, to the government. Okay. SNC-Lavalin, where do they go? Yep. Okay. MLSC, where do they go? Where can they go? Okay, the government. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why wouldn't they? I would still take the government money in a heartbeat. You play with, If you can play poker with somebody else's money, it's always a good thing. I, I don't know. I'm liking this more and more and more and more. Okay. Shall we move on? Considering sure. this wasn't even a segment. Um, Heath Canada gives approval. Uh, Health Canada. Oh, I sorry, that. Charles. <laughs> I love picking on you. It's so fun. Oh, um, Health Canada gives the approval to the CFL bubble plan. Yeah, except for it's a little late. Uh, we've already talked about this. I really don't think we're going to rehash it again. I just Fair think, enough. you know, stick a fork in it. It's done. Uh, are there any merits in a six-game season? No. 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 <laughs> I think we're unanimous on that. 
as badly as I want football, six games is pointless. Yeah. It's one third of the season. Yeah. I I I would go with an eight game season right now. I'd say, okay, let's do eight games. And let's do it. And, yeah, and yeah, play it. into winter. Right? I mean at six and, games you don't even play each other once. No, you don't no. stupid. So so which means that somebody out there is going to have an advantage by playing somebody weaker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's right. is exactly the way that we have right now with an eighteen game season. It's not balanced. It's not balanced. Or with nine nine teams. So um I say let's do an eight game season, let's extend it to, into December, January. Um, play the, play Winnipeg as the bubble city, um the hub city until October and then move it to Vancouver and play the inside the dome the rest of the season. Hopefully by October, November, we've got a we've got a handle on things that are happening, and uh, we could do this. I mean, you can find out whether or not the things are working right in Winnipeg and, and, and mirror them in Vancouver. Bring them over here and lock them down and play in the dome. Oh, geez, does that have any merit? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. What about so? Here, I was just going to make a suggestion, and I know that some of the college leagues have talked about this. What about looking in and doing a spring season? No. No? Competing with the NHL. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a good point. Okay. We're talking Canada here. I I say we go nose-to-nose with the NFL and, and just mirror their season. You know the Grey Cups, the end, or their Super Bowls, the end of January. Make the Grey Cups the end of January, or a week before, or something like that. I don't know. I, I think you shut down the, the the playoffs a little bit. You have uh, the first week after uh, New Year's is a playoff game. The next week is a playoff game, and the week after that's the Grey Cup. So the third week of January, you're playing. Football. Great Cup football. I can see it happening really fast. But I also don't think it's going to happen. And let's move on to 2021. Deep sigh. Okay. If if we played an eight-game season, how many bye weeks do you think there, there would be? One for each team? I don't know right. if they have the time to do it. Well, you have to. You can't have nine teams playing one week. True. You so can only have eight. But, you know, you're adding on a bunch of weeks. Only one. Doesn't every team need a buy? Yes. So every team plays... It is a nine-week season. Mm-hmm. Does does that not yeah. make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you finish up on, let's say, uh, where's a 
where's a calendar? I can do bring a calendar up here. Um, December. Um, Christmas is a Friday. So could we play football on the 27th, 6th? You don't want to yeah, do that. 26. So you skip that week. So you have week 8 is on the 18th, 19th. And then you have January 2nd is um, the final week of the season. You take a week off. Okay. Uh, then the 9th is first playoff week. 16th is second playoff week. 23rd is, or 24th is a Grey Cup. When's, when's the Super Bowl this year? Will, do you know? I don't know. It's always in February. In February, end of January? Always it's in February? February? I think it's first weekend in February every year. Something like that. Okay, so then yeah, it would so be on fun. the 7th. The 7th of, of February, we're going to have the Grey Cup on the 24th. You could probably have. So you want to play the Grey Cup? You want to play the Grey Cup, January twenty fourth in Winnipeg. No, in Vancouver. Uh, is your oh, we're in the dome. is your head doctor going to allow it? Because she already said no to the NHL. She said no to billions of dollars. So if she said no I to the NHL. If, I think if we move three or four weeks of, of yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'm just floating an idea. Yeah, no, no, agreed. It's just it'll probably be in Winnipeg. And you it's don't not going to happen if it's in Winnipeg. Oh, it's going to be minus 45. It's not going to happen if it's in Winnipeg because no. you're going to have Grey Cup in, in November or Late November, early December in in Winnipeg. We don't have enough time for a seat. You can get right through December and have decent weather. It's when you're getting to the end of January, mid January, it's fucking cold here. Yeah. But if we don't do that, then we don't have a we can't don't have enough time to make a season happen. That's why they're doing six games. That's why this is stupid. And it saves them money because they only have to pay the players one-third. I know. They're trying really right now to fit a a square peg into a round hole. I'm going to have to do some thinking on this one. I may have to write an article on it. Okay. Well, we'll come back to this. I'm sure. I'm sure this is not over. Um, there's no merit in a six-game season, in my opinion. I think it's the dumbest motherfucking thing I've heard in a long time. If you don't have at least eight games in a season, that it is not a season. So you're just gonna shut. Yeah, we're just going to shut that down. It's just stupid. I would, I would rather shorten the playoffs than extend them. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- their playoff concept was one team not making the playoffs. That's that, dumb. Yeah, so I would rather have five teams not make the playoffs. It's, it's People think it's ridiculous it that now. six out of nine make it. 
two-thirds, but they're going to have it so eight out of nine make the playoffs. Because no, that's four, not going to draw teams from people. Four teams make the playoffs. The top two in each division play off each other. The next one plays the Grey Cup. Yeah. How is that What's wrong with that? And just it's the way it should be. Anyway. longer instead of... Uh, because the way they were going to do okay. this sick team, they were going to have an extra week of playoffs. Yeah. Which makes and no how sense. How does that make sense? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, should Matt Nichols be the Argos' undisputed starter? I think that in the CFL, there is very few people who could say that they're the undisputed starter. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, I know BC and um, Calgary are playing, paying their quarterbacks way too much money to them not to be the starter. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if some young stud comes up to training camp and lights it on fire... Do you not give that person the opportunity? Um, I don't think Cody Fajardo is cemented into uh, Saskatchewan unless you're Phil Miller. Um, Trevor Harris the same. And Trevor Harris probably has more oomph in in Edmonton. Um, Jeremiah Mazzoli, not the way Dane Evans played. You don't have anybody there. Um, Oh, cool. Um, anyhow. Well, if you just look at so, the quarterbacks in the East, because I'd say, you, you, you know, that's the division they play in. Yeah. And the teams in Jer- the East. Yeah. Nichols, Nichols will be 100% healthy because if there is a season, he'll be healthy because he's had all this time to recuperate. And well, he's had so an extra 10 weeks so far. Hmm? Yeah. Know, they said that he was going to miss the first four weeks. Well, he's missed the first yeah. four. Exactly. So he's nice and healthy now. Him healthy with a decent offensive line could have Toronto fighting for first place in the East. Remember, it's the East. So there's no yeah. reason Matt Nichols can't take a team to first place in the East. Not, yeah, in that, especially in that division. You know, like you're looking at it last year, and yes, I know he played the lower teams, but he had them off to what was his start five and one, something like that, and he was playing Eastern teams, so that works out perfectly for him. He beats these teams. So I think he is the number one. If there was a season, he would be the number one starter. People keep saying MBT, MBT. Guys, he's older than Nichols. And, yeah, he throws a lot of touchdowns, but he throws a lot of interceptions too, which Nichols doesn't do. You can make all the comments. We can make all the comments we want about Nichols, but his touchdown-to-interception ratio is awesome. Yeah, he only throws five-yard passes, but you got MBT throwing 
50-yard passes for interceptions all the time. So, yeah, he's the number one starter, if there was a season. Doesn't Toronto usually have, like, seven quarterbacks? Yeah. Well, the only other one there would be McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who has been wildly inconsistent. Then again, Matt Nichols has had consistency problems as well. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not guaranteeing that Matt Nichols would be the starter there. I think he has to earn it. No, don't get me wrong. Matt Nichols signed a contract that's worth way more than the McLeod Bethel Thompson contract. Under those circumstances alone, the team believes that he is the starter. But because no contracts in the CFL are guaranteed, he could be cut, traded, or terminated at any time. If somebody new or somebody else steps up to the plate and plays better football. We've seen it happen before at other positions. It's just very rare at the quarterback position. But nothing you do guarantees anything. You can win a great cup for a team and the next year be released. And that's happened. Who's laughing hysterically? I am. At what, William? At everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and I don't think Charles has gone yet. Maybe he has. Hey, Let's look at let's look at something really fast, okay? Who did Matt Nichols beat out in Winnipeg? Drew Willie. Drew Willie. Thank you. Okay, and then he was the starting quarterback in Winnipeg for how long, Mark? Three years. At least. And how many Great Cups did he win? He's got one Great Zero. Cup ring. He's got a Great Cup. How ring. many Great Cups did he ring? Win, none. He still has a okay. ring. Though. Yeah, that's where, nice. Where do you get a Grey right. Cup ring from? So does Marcus Crandall. There we he go. He won one. 2015, uh, Christopher in Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah. He oh, was a backup. Okay. Um, was he a backup? I didn't know that. Okay. My bad. Right. So, so, so. Oh yeah, he was packing up so Mike Riley. In, Sorry. Yep. So let's hold on, hold on. In my in my books. Okay, and wait a minute. So Winnipeg basically replaced him. He was hurt with a concussed quarterback. And then in the offseason, they signed the concussed quarterback and let Matt Nichols go. He's not a starter on anybody's team. Okay? I'm surprised he's still in the league because he's not that good of a quarterback. But we're not arguing that. Well, yeah, but you're saying is he is he the starter in Toronto? Not a fucking chance. Oh, but who's like, better? He's not the Who starter else? in Toronto. 
What? Who's better? Who's better? That's the point. It, it's Bethel a tire Thomas fire. Is better. Bethel I don't think so. Better. No, he's not. It was he's the same thing in Winnipeg. He's wildly the same inconsistent. Thing as in Winnipeg. Hang on, I'm not disputing what Will is saying at all here, but why would oh, no. Toronto Argonaut sign him for the amount of money that they did and Bethel Thompson making that much less if they had thought that the law office was going to be their starter? Good point. Yeah, but you also got to think about uh, uh, Ryan Dinwiddie in there as the head coach now, okay? I guarantee you, he's not going to... He's not going to have Matt Nichols as a starter. It's not his kind of quarterback. He's used to a pocket quarterback. I, I, I can't argue that? with that. He's used to a pocket quarterback. Gonna be, it's not going to be his... Fuck, why is no. Matt Nichols still in the fucking league? Sorry. <laughs> Ryan Dinwiddie's type of quarterback wins football games. Is he? I'm just like, anyways, it doesn't did you say Ryan Dinwiddie yeah, just, was the type of quarterback that wins football games? No, I said he's the no, type, the of, type coach. of quarterback. He's used to having a quarterback okay. that wins games. Yeah. So I thought you said he was. So like, uh, he only started one and he lost. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as a coach, Will said he's now the coach. He likes a quarterback. And I said he likes a qu- he's used to a quarterback that wins football games. And if nothing else, I believe I Mitchell Matt wins Nichols. football games. Anyways, Matt Nichols. I don't know how Matt. I don't know how some guys make it in the CFL, but that's just me. I guess when you don't have a choice, you pick the very best that you can get. Sorry. Okay. Um. There's something kind of. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, here's an even better question. Okay, if Matt Nichols hadn't got hurt, and and the Stampede and the Bombers won a Great Cup, would he be the absolute starter in Winnipeg right now? Yes. If they still won the Grey Cup, Grey Cup probably. No, you're not getting my point. No, the, had been the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers had been the starting, for his If head. he had been the starting quarterback in the Grey Cup, he wouldn't have won the Grey Cup. He wouldn't <laughs> no. have won the Grey Cup last year. No, I don't. Not a chance. I don't think so either. No, and I've said that right from the beginning. Is it? Winnipeg will not win the Grey Cup as long as Matt Nichols was the quarterback. Matt Nichols was not the quarterback, and they won the Grey Cup. Regardless of that, most Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans were calling for his head long ago. So you, you can't... I, I understand exactly Will's point, and I can't argue with him. All I can say is that Toronto's paying him more money to hold a clipboard than what they're going to pay the starting quarterback if yeah. the law office becomes the and and, and nobody doesn't is make sense. doesn't make sense. Nor will uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson be happy about that. Nor will Matt Nichols be happy about that. Mind you, he should be happy he's getting a paycheck at all because he, as Will says, he 
doesn't belong in this league anymore. And yeah, but Drew Willie got a paycheck for the next three years, okay? So, yeah, we know, we know. And Marcus Crandall won a Grey Cup, so stranger yep. things can happen. Are we uh, just doing a? Okay, so that was that one. I guess we beat that one to death, right? Well, I think we can, we're having fun with it. Yeah. Did you? Did anybody? Did anybody see my attempt at at Christopher's thought last week? Uh oh, fuck! Now you're scaring me. Okay. So, I think it was Sunday. I think Sunday. I I I. Someone posted something about how do you fix the CFL or should we fire Randy Ambrosi? And I took it with the fire Randy Ambrosi and then get rid of the Canadian ratio. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I saw this. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, like... People lost their shit. People are stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, They truly believe... The Canadian talent is just as good, and these guys would have made the team, and they They're couldn't moronic. get over the con, and they couldn't get over the concept of it's the CFL because of the rules, not because of Canadian players, and it was just like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. So it was, it was, it was quite amusing. I was uh, bored I Sunday missed that afternoon. One completely. Yeah, I was Sorry. bored. It wasn't very long because I didn't want to put up with it very long because I just couldn't put up with the stupidity. Okay? I mean, they wouldn't answer my questions. And I just, yeah. Because they can't answer dumb. your questions. Well, no, it was it was the one guy, he's been watching the CFL for 55 years. And what about those Canadian stars? Well, yeah, but they wouldn't have played if they had a replacement with them. Oh, what do you? Ta- it was just, it was just pathetic. Okay, it was pathetic. So, anyways, and the more I think about that, Christopher, the more I, I believe. As a matter of fact, I, I, I ran that thought by Colton Hunchuck's father today, <laughs> and he agreed with me. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I wonder if he thought that through too much. <laughs> what was that? Well, I wonder if he really thought that know. through. I, I don't know if I should be putting it out here because it was a private conversation between the two of us, okay? So, you know, he was willing to discuss it further, so, but I didn't have time. So, anyways. It was quite amusing. Wow. Okay. Um, you guys, this is not football related at all. It's just something that's happening right now. Do you remember um, what I used to do? Or, or last year, I had a contract with the energy plant here to maintain their hog pile. Right. Okay. And we were doing a really good job, and it was 
third over and doing this and that and everything else. And they've said that they can now handle it in-house with their little funky people, right? And, and, and our contract didn't get renewed. Well, their hog pile's on fire. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I don't want to laugh, but... It's uh, it's a big fire. Wow. Okay. Sorry, I'm slightly distracted looking at flames. Um, okay. Vernon Adams says Charleston Hughes is the best DE in the CFL. What about Billy Jefferson? Yeah, think? That's what a lot of other people said. <laughs> Don't get me I wrong. Mean, Charlton Hughes is a great player. And but... was one of the best DEs in this league. But that was a couple of years ago. I got to say that uh, Willie Jefferson is better. I think most most um, people who are Sorry. Um, who was the other guy Willie Jefferson and who Charleston Hughes. Well, Charleston Hughes. Oh, is the best defensive end in the league. Yes, that's that's what he's saying. Well, if you talk just about sacks strictly, he is. Uh, but we're not talking about sacks strictly. We're talking about the best defensive end. And defensive well, end is But how do we rate defensive ends? Okay, usually they are the sack leader. And Willie Jefferson right. set a record for pass knockdowns. Okay, and is that because Willie Jefferson has monkey arms? I don't care why it is. And I don't. And I don't mean it that way. I mean it long. Okay, we know he's got a big wingspan. <laughs> okay, but he has to know how to use those mm-hmm. arms. Exactly, it's one right. thing to have but them. So but what if he not... knocks down? So what if he knocks down footballs? That's sixteen I mean, possible I mean... receptions with several touchdowns that he just knocked down. Mm-hmm. Right, and plus he's. Good at sacks. Plus, he's got no, 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 no. He's good at sacks. What does that mean? He's Charleston Hughes has been the sack leader forever. Yeah, and uh, Jefferson's usually fairly right up there with him. If you're only going on one stat, if you're only doing one stat, then I'll give you the stat. Who got well, the but that's how you, player of the year That's last how year. you measure defensive ends in the CFL. Sorry. Okay, let's measure defensive ends. Of the two, who got defensive player of the year? <laughs> so he got more votes? Is that what you're saying? Because, well, more people think he's nobody, nobody, yep. nobody is going to vote a 35-year-old as the best defensive player in the CFL. Why not? It's a great story. But he's 35 years old. 
Charleston Hughes has been and gone. Well, that was, that was kind of my point. Right. But I, I don't know how – you know what? He's been in the league for two years as well, right, or three years. How long has he been in the league? Charleston Hughes. You've got to put that into account as well. And Jefferson's only been in four. That's what I mean. He's only been around for four years. And he's only been in Winnipeg once, and they named him, what did they, they put him on their all-time team or something like that, didn't they? Yep. yep. Yes, they did. Okay. Because so somebody's reading the media. Up. Somebody's reading the hype in the media. And 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 is he as good as, and I'm going to go back to one of I'm going to go back to one of uh, Christopher's thoughts about people. Is he that good? If he wasn't on that good of a defensive team, it's not like he's only been in Winnipeg. No, he was in Saskatchewan. He was pretty dominant there too. Well, dominant, dominant in Edmonton too. Who was the Who mm-hmm. was the sack leader in Saskatchewan when he was there? Was it Willie Jefferson? Nope. It's not his full But job. it's more than just sack, though. But we should we should come up with all the stats and let's compare them. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Has done it consistently for what fifteen years now, twelve years, mm-hmm. ten years, whatever it is. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you got to realize that this is Vernon Adams saying this. This is the guy right. who ranked Trevor Harris as number two quarterback but in the league. Vernon, who is Vernon Adams? Who's Vernon Adams? He's a quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes. No, 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 he's not. Not right now. He's an Uber driver right now, isn't he? He's an Uber driver, yeah. Uber I food driver or something. Isn't he an Uber driver? Uber Eats, <laughs> I think. Uber what Eats or say is like an amazing. That? What would you say is a great number for quarterback sacks? Uh, I don't know. 12 to 15. 12 to 15. Okay, I like he had 10 last year. Hughes had 10. Yeah. He led the league, but he only had 10. Yeah, yeah but he's also 35 years old. Right. So how can he be the most dominant defensive end in the league right now? That's my question. At thirty-five. Well, but I'm what I'm trying to say is how could they pick Willie Jefferson as the most dominant defensive end in the CFL right now? When does he lead in any category? Forced fumbles, pass knockdowns. Wow, that's a big one, and not pass knockdowns. Forced so fum- force that fumbles means, aren't that big, means when he gets stopped at the stat. line. When he gets stopped at the line, he sticks his arms in the air, and they bounce balls off his arms. That's what it means. But the, problem is, Jefferson, the problem with your theory, Will, is he doesn't get stopped at the line. The quarterback sees him so, coming and goes, oh, my fucking God, I'm going to run, and he runs away. What do you mean he doesn't get stopped at the line? He doesn't get stopped at the line as a rule. He just doesn't, doesn't get to the quarterback. He doesn't get well, to the quarterback, 
but he gets the, through the offensive line. The quarterback looks <laughs> up and goes, holy fuck, throws the ball, Jefferson sticks up his arm, knocks it down. And you don't think horse fumbles is a big stat? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, you, so you're telling me, so how many, how many knockdowns does fucking Charleston Hughes have? He didn't set a record. I know that much. Well, <laughs> well, that, that, okay. that's not a valid comment. Okay, here, here's my question here then. It, so they were both in Saskatchewan together, right? Yes. Okay. And who had the most amount of sacks at that time? Charleston Hughes, right? Hughes. So yes. using the my theory here, using my theory here, is that Willie Jefferson breaks the line, goes back there, starts chasing the quarterback around, and the quarterback runs right into Charlton Hughes' arms, who's really just kind of standing around with his thumb up his ass. Oh, I'm sure he's not doing that. But Great theory. Jefferson's doing all the hard work, and great Hughes theory. grabs, the, grabs the, tuck, great theory. The, the, the tackle. That's a great theory. Okay. But he was only the defensive end for one year with Charleston Hughes. What about all the other years? Charleston Hughes has led the league. Who has he had on the other side? Good question. I couldn't tell you. Has it been a one-man attack? Is it a one-man attack? Of course not. You look at Jefferson just last year, the easiest way to do it. Name the guys on the other side that were the defensive ends. What's his name? Can you? Yes, I can. Jackson Jeffcoat. Can't Jackson think of his Jeffcoat. name right now. Jeffcoat. Jackson Jeffcoat. He was injured right. for seven which they games. Say, which they say he's as good as a defensive end as anybody would want. And he was out for like seven games with an injury. Okay. So there's a bunch. One of the guys that lined up on the other side of Jefferson yeah. was our CFL 2.0 guy. He was the fourth-string defensive end. Everybody okay. was injured. It didn't stop Jefferson from getting at the quarterback. Okay. He didn't lead in sacks. But sacks doesn't mean you're not getting sacks. The what? Stats, sacks the stats, what? The stats are the pressures, not just the sack. It's the pressure, too. Oh, my God, the pressures, which is I, I think is the stupidest stat I've ever heard. That pressure. Why it causes interceptions. Mm-hmm. And make yeah, a quarterback but, throw a ball before but, they, but need, does, they need. But to. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do, are they throwing the the ball? Is it is it because he's got better pressure, or is it the guys behind the defensive line, like the Adam Big Hills, or the great D backs that Winnipeg had last year? That's all I'm saying. Okay. I just, I just, uh, in my mind, sorry, and this is just my opinion. I think Willie Jefferson yep. is paraded. I believe he's been an all-star everywhere he's played. Okay. All I'm saying is, so has Charleston Hughes. And and let let's take let's go right through the league and talk about defensive ends. There's Charleston Hughes. There's Jagarid Davis, who by the way, has been in what are we gonna say? 
four or five straight Grey Cups. And is that he's because of him or because of the team? Well, I mean, he keeps on he keeps on getting uh, he keeps on getting interception touchdowns off of Matt Nichols. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's just the quarterback thing. Maybe it's not Jagger Davis. Maybe it's the quarterback. So I don't know. Anyway, I beat this up. I don't have anything worse. So <laughs> you guys, you guys can believe who you want to believe. So, so which one of those two is a Canadian? Which one of what two is a Canadian? Willie Jefferson or Charleston Hughes? Neither. 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 No, neither. So explain to me again why we have the ratio. Because. Canadians are just as talented, Christopher. And it's the CFL. Well, if they were just as talented, why wouldn't CFL why aren't why don't we have great Canadian defensive ends? Has there ever been a great Canadian defensive end? <laughs> no, because it's predominantly a American position. And where do we stick the Canadians? At defensive tackle, of course. And safety. Don't forget safety. And safety. safety. And safety. Yes. Absolutely. Daryl LaRose. Hey, Sam Hurl had, what, a 12-year career? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what's-his-name is, uh, what's Adelike is a pretty good player. Yep. I'm not saying that it's so. not, but I'm just saying that it's kind of – I, it goes back to the concept of why do we have this? A delegate well, and when the, the guy, with, hold on, when the guy did ask me, he said, so you're saying that none of the, the, the Calgary Stampeders would look, would, wouldn't look at any of the USC, USC title players? And I said, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> Just saying, man. No, they wouldn't. Sorry. They might bring them in as training camp bodies. Maybe. A delicate is good enough, he would have had a look, regardless of passport. The star Canadians are good are good enough to take a position away from an American. Yeah, but the, how many star Canadians are there? Not enough. That's the big question. Okay. Not enough. And I keep on forgetting, Mark, was Joe Pop Joe Pop was a Canadian, wasn't he? Yep. Yep. Who? Mm, Who? Joe Pop? No, he wasn't. He was American. Oh, was he, he never American? even came up here. He never even came up here during training camp. Oh really? You would see him maybe once or twice a season. No, I've been thinking about a lot of about a lot about Christopher's thoughts on this getting rid of the ratio thing, and the more I think about it, the better. I I, I just love that idea. For some reason, I don't know why. For me, it's the better talent. 
the fastest yeah, talent okay. on that big That's field. Better. It's a better game. It's a fast talent. No question it would improve the quality of the game. But what it will do more than anything else, what did we say that MLSE brings to the table? Advertising. Marketing. 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 You can market these guys. What it does is it no longer gives them the label of a second-rate league. We have the best quality players for the money. Period. Mm -hmm. With Canadian rules. rules. But think about this. Look at the amount of money that we're paying quality Canadian players to be a Canadian ratio breaker or a a Canadian player. Okay? Same position, inferior talent, but making more money. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. For the most Let's part, spend the that money for the most to get. Yep. Let's get. Well, yeah, Andrew Harris is an example, right? But he's not really okay. a racial breaker to me. He, not he is a racial breaker without question because a running back is not a Canadian position. That's not a racial breaking no. position. One hundred percent, that is. The, That's the, the definition. Is, the running back is disappearing from the CFL. The all-star running back. Okay. Been in how many great That's cups? actually a good point. Calgary's been in how many great cups the last five years? Yeah. What if they had 14 running backs? They don't run the ball. A lot of teams don't run. Winnipeg has an all-star running back because he runs the ball non-stop. If he's not running, he's catching screen passes. Ah, uh, but that's not a running back, right? And we all talk Nichols. about... What is the number one job of a running back? Oh, to run the ball. Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay. No. You have Matt Nichols. Running back's number one job is to catch the ball. His number two job is to block. His number three job is to run the ball. You ask any good coach that. That is the fact. The running back's job is to catch the ball. And number you have one Matt job. Nichols as his main quarterback. Yeah, well, okay. So you got to run the ball, and that's why Corey Sheets was so goddamn good in Saskatchewan because Darian Durant was the quarterback, and he can't throw the ball to save his fucking life. Mm-hmm. Hinoc Mwamba to me is a racial breaker. To be as good it, as he is, and okay. basically be dominant at times. As a middle linebacker, and to stay in the now he, he's making the huge money because of it. With, without a question, a middle line, a Canadian middle linebacker is a racial breaking position. Yep. But without question, a Canadian running back is a racial breaking position because you look at the other eight teams in this league and you tell me what na- what passport their running backs carry. You find yep. me another Canadian running back in this league. Almost exclusively U.S. Other than Andrew okay, Harris. Okay. okay, fair enough. Okay, so what that means is that Winnipeg is able to use an American position somewhere else, another receiver or an extra O-lineman. Mm-hmm. Now they've got a bigger, beefier O-line to protect their quarterback and open holes for their Canadian running back. So please do not tell me that that is not a ratio-breaking position because Andrew Harris is the epitome of a ratio-breaking mm-hmm.
without question. But that being said, if there was no ratio, it would make a difference. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we going here? Twelve minutes left. Vernon Adams, Charlton Hughes, Best DE. We've done that. Let's take a look at TSN's all-time Argo team. <laughs> Do Argos have an all-time team? <laughs> Let's see. Joe Eisman. Are any of the members of that team still alive? Well, Flutie. Oh, yeah, okay. He would have to be. He would have to be a member of that team. He's a he's a member of that team in BC. He's a member of that team in Calgary. He's got to be one in Toronto, right? Who can forget the great Dick Shadow? I did. Good name. Good name. There's also Daryl K. Smith. Uh, actually, they got a good. Their receiver is good. You think back to the McNall and all those days. They had mm-hmm. some damn good players and some damn good. Oh, teams. they did. Head coach Bob Obilovich. Flutie, of or course, J- pinball. Flutie, pinball, that obvious. Yeah. Smith and, yeah, Mookie Mitchell. Terry Greer. Mike O'Shea. Mm-hmm. You know, you forget, because it's been long enough now, that you forget just how good of a linebacker he was and how mean he was. Oh, he was. I used to hate him because he was mad. Oh, oh, he was dirty as hell. Yeah, he was. We 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 hated him very similar to hating Angelo Mosca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real oh, tough hard Good, he was a good linebacker, no doubt about it. No question. Conrad Holloway's in here. That's cool. He's on the foundational quarterback. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what that means, foundational. It means that you can build a team around him as oh, opposed okay. to him being a team. Well, that makes sense. Right? Um, not really. It doesn't mean it's a good thing. Like, Matt Nichols could be considered a foundational quarterback, where Bo Levi Mitchell is the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you just described why Matt Nichols is no fucking good. I'm a little surprised that they went with um, uh, Bob, Bob Obilovich's coach and not Don Matthews. I don't think Don Matthews was there enough. Uh, he won two great... Well, I'm just looking... Well, he actually had two stints with the Argos. In the early 90s, and then that team in the mid-90s that won back-to-back breakups. Yeah. 
Interesting. Interesting. Also, Hank Lithic didn't make it either, which is a little bit surprising. Because he played for Toronto for a lot of years. Reggie Pleasant. Adrian Smith, Byron Parker. There's some big and names. They got a they got a good defensive backfield. <laughs> Orlando Stan Orlando Steinauer. Hey, you know, Chad Owens is a special teamer and Noel Prefontaine is a punter. Doesn't get much mm-hmm. better than that, does it? Yep. You got to admit, Will Noel Prefontaine, he was as close to a football player as a kicker is going to get. Because yeah. I remember he used to love hitting people. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I saw him. I liked him. He would charge but, people down the field and just run run into them. And he wasn't a big guy either. Well, but but you know, if he wanted to be a real football player, why wasn't he a real football player? He was too small. Well, Why when you can uh, uh, when you can get paid to be a kicker? <laughs> I get to kick the ball nine times and they pay me money for it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else? We got seven minutes left in the show. I'm I'm done with the Argos. I like the MLSC idea. I just and they they might actually push that concept of no ratio. Oh, could this actually be coming through? This is like a little kid's dream for me. <laughs> We might actually have a respectable league that the millennials can watch and dream about and and, and, and bet on. Imagine single game betting events. I was just going to say maybe they can push to get single game betting. Well, they've been trying that for a while. CFL's been in there with the NHL and uh, NBA. They've been trying for a while to get single game betting legalized in Canada. I don't understand what the problem is. The amount of money that's leaving the country? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because, let's face it, the fact that it's not legal is not stopping anybody. All that's doing right is... Right now the money's leaving the country because it's not legal in Canada. Legalized in Canada, yep. the money stays in Canada. Right. Yep. But a person can... Really to me, it would be a no-brainer. Especially since it's not millions of dollars. It's basically billions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of money, I, I, you know, I, if you go in, I don't go to the pub often. Well, I used to go once a week with some friends and we sat around. Anyhow, but some point. The amount of people that play that Keno game and, and, and the other things that go on, it, it's amazing the amount of money that these guys spent and scratching wins. Or pull tabs? Yep. Pull tabs? Just giving these people... To me, gambling... You'll see these people in corners playing that. It's it's a tax on the poor and the stupid. 
because only the poor and the stupid think that they can actually win. I.e., did you did you guys hear this week about the Oilers lottery? <laughs> oh yes, I did. Awesome. What about they ever released the money? Nope. They still haven't, eh? Nope, because oh. everybody is. You get to email them to tell you how much many tickets you actually did want to buy. Oh boy! Because my because my, my stepson tried to buy a hundred bucks worth. Fourteen hundred dollars on his visa. Oh. <laughs> uh. What so, the fuck and happened? I'm sure that's why it was over fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I think. So they're so going to try and figure the, uh, out what the actual amount was. They were, like, overcharging people or something, right? Well, no, no. They, they, they People were going online to buy these tickets, and they put their credit card in and that kind of stuff, and they wouldn't get any confirmation, so they just kept on pressing the button, and then before you know it, they had ten confirmations. Oh, <laughs> So yeah, it's a big it's a big thing here. But just going back to Christopher's point of the poor and the, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Alberta who were desperate for that money, and that's why they played the lottery because it was cheap. It was a fifty fifty draw for God's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, fifty fifty draw. I can see dropping ten bucks on it. No big yeah. deal. You yeah. know what? Ten bucks is ten bucks. But the amount of money that these guys spend on pull tabs, I mean, I know people who spend 100 bucks a day on pull tabs. And that's been going on for centuries, Chris. Like, that's mm-hmm. been going on forever. I know. I remember my parents going to the Legion 30 years ago when they had pull tabs. I know. I know. But it, it, it's, it's the poor and the stupid that keep playing these games. Yeah. Okay, where are we on time here? I don't want to run out and look stupid. Oh, I'm going to be running out and looking stupid. Here, where's Block Dog Rich? Oh, not quite there, but soon. Okay, so um, what else is new? What's new? What's wonderful? What are we doing? MLSE. I'm still going on this one. I think this is a cool thing. Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Football League. Was going to change the name from CFL? Hmm. I Nobody doubt it. said no. Okay. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm just that would be a bridge too far for people. Yeah, I'm just that could cause civil war in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's enough CFL fans in here to cause a war. <laughs> I'm serious, okay. <laughs> I just don't think it's possible. Tell me we're outnumbered. The name and changing the rules. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's fighting words. You just stop there. <laughs> there. Stop. Civil war. Stop right there. Okay, oh, I, I don't have um, 
blog talk things up. This is over. We're oh. 30 seconds left. This is Let's Talk Uh-oh. CFL podcast episode number 448. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to wrap this show up because I don't have the host up. I'm just on phone, just like you guys. 20 right. seconds left. Say goodnight, everybody, real quick. Charles, go. Good night, folks. Talk to you next week. Mark. Good night, folks. Talk to you next week. And Willie. Good night, folks. Go, Al's. Go, Al's. Go, Al's. No, BC. Oh, goodbye. <laughs>